As someone who has always struggled with social anxiety and always feeling a little bit perplexed about understanding how I deal with people, and I realize that a lot of it is self-inflicted. A lot of it I make a lot harder than it has to be because I tend to deeply think so much about everything that it tends to be more of a hindrance than it does to really is really than it does to actually help my interactions with other people. And as a result of being someone who tends to overthink things a lot and what has caused challenges for me in terms of coping when I am interacting with other people, you know, and it's regardless of whether I'm I know them really well or whether I'm just meeting them or anything in between. And that is what I refer to as my need to understand people, my need to understand what I think they are thinking and to understand why they do what they do. And of course it goes along with, you know, the also, you know, why they don't do what they don't do. And that has a lot to do with my expectations or my thoughts about, you know, what I think they're going to do or what I hope or wish or expect that they're going to do. And from a from a coping standpoint, this has been something that has made it sometimes very difficult to really just let myself be who I am with other people because I am so busy being the person that's trying to understand them and understand how the, you know, trying to understand why they think the way they do and what actions they take or don't take. And it's taken me a long time to realize that just like all other thoughts that I take seriously and I don't have to take it, and really none of us have to take any thoughts that we have seriously. And I'm not saying that in any way of disrespect in terms of the value of critical thinking, but this is more along the lines of just the thinking that we do because we think somehow there's something for us to understand. And that was probably one of the most important realizations that I had along the way and mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice really made that possible. Once I was able to get my mind, and this took time, it did not happen right away. It is something that's definitely more of a journey. And it's, you know, it's not something that can be, you know, immediate. But the more I practiced on a daily basis, getting my mind still and quiet and got to the place where I could start productively, I shouldn't say productively, that's not really the idea here, But when I got to a place where I could really effectively pay attention to the thoughts that I was having and the internal reactions, that I could finally begin to see that what really made this difficult for me was that I, you know, I began to realize, you know, I started looking at what was driving this need to understand other people. And it really was... At the end of the day, it was just it was a, it was a belief that I was holding on to that somehow I needed to understand people and understand what they do and how they think. And then I could begin once I realized that that itself was just a thought. It was a belief that was fueled by a thought. Somewhere I began to decide that it would be it would help me somehow to have better relationships with people. It would help me to be able to be more empathetic if I understood people 
And somehow along the way, I had convinced myself, I don't know how much I really, how deeply I thought about any of this. That is really the astounding part of beliefs, is that in many cases, at least for me, I can't say this for anyone else, but for me, the beliefs themselves are not always based on facts. I don't always necessarily, I try to be much more cognizant of this now, because I have begun to be aware over the years that my beliefs that are really, that I'm holding on to, that are really just fueled by ongoing thoughts that I have or assumptions that I'm making that are fueled by those thoughts, they're really just reactions to feelings. You know, what's, what's really changing, what's really happening in the moment is that my emotions are changing. My energy and my, and my physical energy and mental energy are constantly oscillating and changing due to being a human being. So if I'm basing a belief that I'm holding on to and believing this is true, I'm also making the assumption that this is true in either all cases or almost all cases. And so when I began to really look under the surface, I realized that I had spent years trying very, very hard to understand people. I need, I wanted to be able to get them. I wanted to be able to really, and a lot of it was out of curiosity. I do really, I, you know, after looking at this for years, I do realize that I do enjoy getting to know people. I am naturally curious. I am what I'd refer to as open-minded. I realize we're all open-minded to a certain degree. We all have our things that maybe that we're not as open to. But I, it, this is driven a lot by a, you know, a rational curiosity that I have. But what, at the same time, but what I have not always been conscious of is that even if I could understand people, and I really, I don't see how that's really possible any longer, and I don't even know whether it is or it isn't, what I would really say is that at some point it has just become something that is not as important it's not driving my behavior as much. And it, and it wasn't until I started practicing mindfulness that I could actually see that so much of what stands in my way in regards to being with other people are all the thoughts that I have about them, all of my need to understand them, to be able to somehow really take a close look at why they do what they do or believe what they believe or think how they think. I clearly, it's in the other thing that really is astounding is that I can be empathetic and treat people with unconditional love and respect. I don't have to understand them or how they think or how they act or what they do in order to love them unconditionally. I don't have to uh, be able to really understand them to be able to just let them be who they are. And at the same time, to take this a step further, I'm not sure now that I have spent time letting go of the need to understand other people, I also realize that a, an out, a natural outgrowth of that is that I'm not sure I even understand myself always. And that that very, there again, that was a thought that I was holding or a belief that I was holding on to that somehow, well, certainly if I can understand, you know, other people, then why can't I, I'm, I'm sure I can understand myself as well. I can honestly say that I really don't, I don't want to say I don't care anymore whether I understand myself or not. I just don't think it's as relevant as I once thought that it was. 
and for me that has really allowed me to it's it's freed me up to be able to just be however I am if I'm not so busy and what has really facilitated this is once I became much more aware that I, I had an identity for who I thought that I was and certainly I still catch myself from time to time doing that I'm not saying that I'm above that or that I'm immune to it it's just that if I do find myself doing it if I am thinking those thoughts or believing that I am a certain person doing a certain thing and identifying with it very strongly, I can catch myself in the act of doing it and just let go of those thoughts. I, don't, I no longer, I realize that this only really becomes an issue for me. This is only something that I'm going to continue to deal with and struggle with if I continue to give energy to all the thoughts that are running through my head about who I think I am or you know what it is that I do and what I think it means and what I expect other people. It, it's, it, it's amazing how this really snowballs. The more that I put an emphasis on this and think about it a lot and believe things about it, then there also comes naturally the expectations that flow from this. And then pretty soon, if, if people don't see me the way that I see me, then I think there's something wrong, and then I begin to react to that. And so it does really tend to take on a life of its own. So to really pull all this together, the question really would be, if, if I understand that I'm struggling in some way with trying to understand other people, and every time I think I understand them, suddenly they change on me. Suddenly they do things that I don't expect. It's, and there again, it's only because I have expectations and beliefs that I should be able to not be surprised by people's behavior. If I'm so busy being the person that thinks that I know a certain person and I know how they, they act, then I'm making an assumption that I know how they generally will be in different situations. And I've had that happen enough over the years to realize that, you know, I don't have to beat myself up for not understanding them. I don't have to feel like I've failed somehow because I don't. I mean, I, I have had times, and, I, and I've talked to many, many people, and many people that I've taught mindfulness and worked with, that even close family members, people that they are in, you know, really long-term familial, familial relationships with, that they find somehow that someone does something or says something they just did not expect and never and really struggled with trying to reconcile the idea of who this person is in their minds with the person that they are clearly witnessing acting or or being in a certain way or doing something that they just did not think that they would do and i know sometimes that can kind of cause a downward spiral of its own because of the fact that if we're if we're taking our beliefs so seriously, if I am so sure that I know that I understand this person and I really know who they are, and when they do something or say something or act in some way that is completely incongruent with what it is that my beliefs are about them and who I think they are, it can start to tend to cause me to go into a downward spiral of I'm you know I'm disappointed in them maybe. In some ways, because of the, and, and that is what sometimes happens. I, I'm hurt because I never thought they would, quote-unquote, do that to me or say that to me. 
and while whatever someone else does or says to me may be something that I don't like or doesn't necessarily feel the greatest and it doesn't, you know, it's not something that's positive for me, it, it can be so much worse when I am also on top of those emotions that I'm feeling. I'm also struggling to reconcile, you know, the fact that somehow my image of myself as a person that can understand them or get them in some way gets completely blown apart as well. It's kind of like, you know, the, when all the models in my head about what I think I know and who, you know, what I know about other people, when those models get blown up in my head, I'm left, you know, really trying. And there again, if I'm really attached to them, I'll be basically at what I call the wreckage site, you know, wherever that, you know, explosion where that model blew up in my head and I'm the one standing around all the rubble trying to, you know, put the pieces back together again. When instead I would be much better off and most likely could save myself a lot of needless suffering if I could just begin to take a deeper look at and be more aware of the fact that I'm believing that I can understand other people or even understand myself fully. And I know in the Western world we put a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis that gets putting on, you know, what the philosophers refer to as, you know, to know thyself and to believe, you know, and, and that's all fueled by a belief in a dualistic world where there is subject and object and I should be able to understand myself as either the subject or in some cases as the object. It really just depends on which way I'm looking at this or other people become the objects. So the question remains, if I know, if I become aware of the fact that I have been, I know that I've been struggling with this, that's all I really have to know is that when these things happen, when people surprise me with their behavior, or when I, when I, when I see that they're doing something that is completely out of line with who I thought that they were, and it really doesn't line up with my, you know, my belief that I understand who they are. If I just can become aware of the fact that I am struggling with that to a certain degree and that it is somehow causing me pain in some way or causing suffering in some way. And what I have found, the only way I've really ever been able to facilitate being aware of that, and that's really all it takes to change that. And it's the idea here is the change itself. I can't just will myself to stop feeling this need to understand other people. I can't just completely stop and brute force the change where I'm going to no longer believe that, you know, I'm no longer going to have this identity as someone who has the capability of understanding other people and understanding myself always. It's not to say that I can't have any insight about myself or others. Clearly people exhibit what's referred to as sometimes uh, in poker or in card games as tells. You know, there people do have certain repetitive behavioral characteristics. And yes, sometimes people can be predictable, but unfortunately not always. At least it's unfortunate if I am really wrapped up in the need to be able to predict people's behavior and understand why they do what they do. So if I can just become aware of it, that somehow I have at some point in my life developed an attachment to needing to be the person that understands other people and and or myself all I really have to do is just see and be aware of the fact that I'm doing this 
and I don't have to have a real complicated plan to change it. I don't have to put myself on some sort of complicated self-improvement plan. Really, the best thing for me, what I found is just to let go and relax in those moments when I can see that I'm clearly thinking thoughts about needing to understand other people or myself. And it's very easy to, you know, once a person practices for a period of time, this is not really elusive. It's not really that complicated. Once we can get, you know, and there's various meditative practices for getting our minds more calm to get things to just kind of slow down, you know, within us and inside of our minds and to be able to pay more attention to what's going on around us instead of being somewhere lost in our heads, you know, getting so or being so wrapped up in what we are thinking about how we're feeling. If I can just get to a point where I can practice this enough, I can begin to see that it's very possible I've developed some sort of an attachment to needing to understand other people or myself. And to just be able to sit with that, and it certainly can be really disorienting. I mean, I know when I first started working with this particular issue, it was a little disarming. It did feel a little strange to realize that all these things in terms of who I thought I was and that I was really capable of understanding other people and myself, it took a little time to be willing to really see the mystery of life, to realize that so much of life is mysterious. There are, and, not, and I'm not saying this from any sort of magical standpoint, but it's just mysterious in terms of we can't, you know, things sometimes are very unpredictable. People are very unpredictable. The, the fact that we're biological creatures that have a lot of different physical things going on in our bodies that can change our mood and our mind state and our outlook, which ultimately drives our behavior, that I can just be much more open to the fact that sometimes it is a mystery and that I actually can. And there again, this isn't, this is not to become some sort of a belief that I want to attach myself to. It's just really the wisdom of trusting myself in these moments and realizing that I can actually have meaningful interactions with people. I can be friends with people. I can be acquainted with people and I can have close relationships with people without being able to always understand them and to always know why they do what they do or say what they say. I don't have to necessarily understand it always. And I can be much more open to just enjoying how it is. And in some cases, you know, I'm not going to enjoy how it is. But I am going to realize and remember that I can't control it. The last thing I want to try to do is control someone else's behavior and try to make choices for them. I'm, I know I'm not capable of doing that. I'm not qualified, nor, you know, nor should I be trying to do that. And just let people be who they are. I can really begin to let go of any... What I find is the more that I think I can understand people and the more that I think I can get them, the more that I will generally find it will fuel some kind of belief that somehow I can... It makes sense for me to have expectations. If I think... If I'm so wrapped up in thinking I know and understand why people do what they do, then it, could, and it generally leads to this belief also that I'm holding on to that somehow I can, you know, I should expect this. If this happens, I should expect them to do this. And that's where I can find myself, if I'm not careful, if I'm not paying attention, 
I can begin to have expectations for this person. I can begin to have a, some sort of an agenda. And I'm not saying it's an evil agenda or anything bad or wrong. It is human to have an agenda sometimes. It's not to say that it's the best thing for us. It's not to say that it's the healthiest thing. It's not to say that it will lead to us being able to live a life, you know, holding on to the roles that we inhabit much more lightly, which really is what can free us. If I can just stop being so wrapped up in who I think I am and understanding me, then I can go into interactions with other people much more lightly because I can really just appreciate what is in front of me. I can appreciate who they are. And when I can see that there are times where, where maybe their people present themselves in certain ways that I find myself a little bit uncomfortable or perplexed in some way or you know put off in some way, I can begin to realize that those are really just reactions as well. And I don't have to, you know, I can, all these reasons, all these, you know, reactions that I can have, and they did, and I did this for years, they became reasons why I did not really want to interact with people a lot, and why I chose to live a very reclusive life for many uh, years of my adult life. But at some point, the awareness also led to me realizing that I was missing out on a lot of the wonderful things in life, because I could not control it. People were never going to meet my expectations. They shouldn't have to. There's there's no reason why they should. And it, this is me talking to myself. And once I was able to really internalize this, a lot of that energy and forward motion of thought and, and identities and believing that I you know could really understand things that I couldn't, once I started to relax and let go of the need to, to think these things, I'm able to really be with people in a much more genuine and authentic way. And that's available to any of us. It doesn't take anything extraordinary. It doesn't take any sort of powers or any sort of skill. I mean, I guess to a certain degree, yes, there are what's referred to as social skills. Clearly, there are conventions in terms of how we behave when we're around other people that uh, you know are based on respect, mutual respect. And clearly, those things matter. But this is more really about a lot of the stuff that's not necessarily being displayed to the other person we're interacting with. This is all the stuff in our own heads. The stuff that we're doing to ourselves needlessly reacting to what's in front of us when we don't have to do that. And I know that I definitely enjoy human interaction so much more. And yes, there are times when it's it's not fun. It doesn't feel good always. Uh things are going to happen that we don't like but it is in my mind I look at this as really this is part of it and the only way that I can cope with that and not get shut down emotionally every time I am disappointed or confused or hurt by someone else's behavior or insulted or whatever it is I can cope much more effectively with life and take care of my responsibilities and do my work out in the world with other people if I can just continue to let go of the need to understand them always and to be much more open to that mystery and the fact that they're not going to the person that I'm interacting with today may be quite different from the person I interacted with yesterday or even 
five minutes ago or an hour ago. They just There's just no way to know, and I no longer need to know, and that's really the most important part of this. And I never would have been able to feel this way and live this way had I not been had I not been practicing mindfulness and not practice and had I not been practicing mindful coping.